I am so excited. Again, this is the last of our month of Becoming series. And I have my awesome and anointed sister here, and she's going to help us continue to help us with this process called becoming. And I believe that, you know, she has definitely um, lived this and is living this and, you know, can help a lot of people um, as it relates to not only becoming, but embracing yourself as a gift. So I'm going to turn it over, Danny Flo. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Danielle Giddens, and when I think about becoming and who I have become in the last like 47 and a half of my years on this earth, um, I think about um, the first thing that, that comes to mind to me is your why. And I think that, you know, we're born into a family and, you know, you have those influence around you within that family and you start to learn, you know, different things from your, your, your influence from your family. And so I think that, you know, when you get to a mature stage within, you know, the phase of life, you start looking and observing what you don't like about the influence that you have around you. And so I think that you begin to start to create another narrative in your mind as to what you would like your life to look like, or, you know, what would, what would you like to change about your life? And um, even though I created that narrative within my mind, I never had a why. And so my first why in becoming a different person was my daughters. And so I, I was a single mom and, you know, I became this, you know, parent of not one, but two children, you know, within two and a half years of each other. And my wife became creating a different life for them. And I think that over the years, your why will always change as you look back and see that you have, you know, grown from one place to the next. But, you know, the beginning of my life was my why changed and my why was my daughter's and I wanted to create a different life other than what I grew up in. And so when I got to a point where that life was different and I saw it to be different, then my why changed because then my why became, well, who am I? Because once you raise children and they become your world and your life and that's your why, when they're gone to college or when they become grown, then you don't understand fully who you are as a person. And so then that why becomes who am I and what is my purpose? And so that's when my why changed. And I think I found um, the answer to that in my relationship with God. And so the more my relationship with God grew, the more my why became evident as to who I am as a person and my worth um, became more of a value to me than it was to me giving myself away, so to speak. I like what you said, um, you know, and this is such a good addition to everything that we've heard. 
um, over the month, you know, one of the things that kind of pulled out, and I know I can identify with this as well as your beginning doesn't have to necessarily determine your ending, you know, and, and also the word of God says that better is the ending of a thing than the beginning, you know, so for those um, that may be listening to this um, podcast and, you know, just maybe their life didn't start off right, like you said, being able to look at getting to that age where you're able to look at your at your circumstances and determine, hey, this is not what I want. And, and then to begin to move in that way and make choices, that is such an awesome, you know, way to help people to navigate through that. I know that, you know, working so much with those that, you know, whether in the school system or um, in my practice, a lot of people start off with very traumatic and tragic lives and don't always know how they're going to ever see if they can ever see a life without trauma and tragic. So, you know, so to just have that empowering, you know, thought or word that you decided, you know, and that's the other thing, taking ownership of your destiny. But then you mentioned, you know, finding, um, your purpose through your relationship with God, how do you do that? How do you, how would you help someone to do that? Um, I, I think that it's a, it, like I said, it's an ongoing thing. Um, but for me, um, I think when you are um, impoverished and you're in poverty and, you know, you've been, you've grown in this poverty mindset, I think that you know, when you look out and you see other people and, and different things happening, you think that, um, you know, that can't be you or you think that, you know, it's no way for you to reach that that point of life. And so, um, you know, you, you lie to yourself um, because, well, the enemy lies to you because he likes to keep us in the state of, you know, where we are. So I think you know, you lie to yourself and you say, well, you know, you look at that person and you say, oh, well, they think they better than me. Or you just think that, you know, where you are is better. And so you create this protective thing around you that, you know, you're okay where you are. But I think that that's a lie. And so when you break out of that mindset, you know, you start to look at the people you have around you and you start um, gravitating to those people that, look different, that, you know, feel different, that do have something totally different than what you have. And I think when you start to attach yourself to those people, it is very uncomfortable um, to attach yourself to people, places, and things that you've never experienced. Um, But they grow you from where you are to where you want to be. And I think that would be the first thing that I did. The first thing that I did was I started to detach from those things that made me comfortable in my poverty mindset and the the habits and the ways that I had for myself. And I think that I attached to, you know, people that made me uncomfortable, people that, I mean, people that I had to keep quiet around and not even really speak because I didn't really know their language. I only knew my language, which was like hood language. So I knew enough to say, if I spoke in this arena, then, you know, I I can't trust that I would say something to be able to, 
you know, flow in this new, you know, arena with certain people. So I think that it's a new way of learning. And that's where, you know, you have, you, you use your two, your, two, your two ears, then you do your mouth. And I think that that's learning wisdom and wisdom comes from God. And that would be the first thing, you know, just start to embrace those things, which you see is different and you would like to experience, but you got to walk through the process uh, and uh, go through the fear of doing that. And then the other thing is to, you know, when you think about your purpose and your purpose is in God and you don't know or know who God is fully and within yourself, then you go to the place that, you know, you can learn about God. And so that's where my um, plight for me being in worship and, you know, in church, you know, to find out who God was. And, you know, that was my thing. Like, you know, some people would say, you don't need to be in church to learn about God. But I knew I did because, you know, I needed to, to learn how to be able to study on my own, how to meditate. And that was the safest place for me to learn about, you know, this man. Um, I mean, the, the, the I by father, mm-hmm. and though you learn it through a spiritual, you know, um, pastor or whatever, it was just that that was my way of learning. And so I just made sure I kept myself within that arena for me to, you know, for God to be able to open up those avenues for me to be able to receive resor- resources or be under teaching for me to learn about him. So that I, in turn, will be learning about myself because we're made in his image. And I feel like we're going to be learning about God for the rest of our lives until we die. But at least, you know, that's what gave me the maturity to understand that, you know, I, I I am made in his image. And I think the other thing would be, I read a scripture one time that somebody sent me and it was Proverbs. I think Proverbs might've been one of my first books that I was reading. And when I got to the end of Proverbs, it talked about a virtuous woman. And I realized that I didn't see anybody within my influence, family influence that I could possibly say Mm -hmm. carried out the fullness of who a virtuous woman was. So I just took this, this scripture and I, that became my why. Like I wanted to become this person that God deemed as a virtuous woman. And so then that became another thing. And so I just think that it's more so, you know, in order for you to learn anything about your purpose, you got to go to its maker. And the maker is, you know, God made us, you know, we were made as humans, you know, through God. And, and so I feel like that's the only way you're going to get to the fullness of who you are supposed to be, but it's a, it's a becoming like every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that um, Adrian talked about when she shared was just how uh, becoming is really Um, synonymous with evolving because you never stop becoming. And I thought about that when um, you mentioned that your why at first was creating a better life for your children. And then once 
you once your children grew up and became adults and you and they were established as adults it was almost like okay now so what is my why now and so you really hit the nail on the head with that in terms of understanding that our focus and our priorities always change throughout Mm -hmm. our journey called purpose and and that's one of the things that of how I like to describe purpose and I talked about this in one of my books you know just about how how Purpose is not a destination, it's a path and a journey through your entire life. And so it's, it, when, when you look at purpose from the perspective of it being a journey, you understand that there's just not one stop. There's just right. not one focus. But God will have us navigating through different things, different seasons, different priorities, all on the path of our purpose. And although they may not look the same, they're connected. You know, you you gave birth to your daughters, but you're in a season of your life now where you're giving birth to Danny. You know, you are through through your relationship with God, you're giving birth to that. It's not that it wasn't there before. It was just that our focus, right? Right. Our right. focus and our priorities. And you might, the season that you're in right now, you know, God may have you go in a different direction in five yeah. or 10 years, right? Yeah. And so yeah. that's that part about becoming too. And so it's almost like, don't get too comfortable exactly. with you are, right? Exactly. exactly. Because that because at any time it would change. And then the other thing of becoming is just like those hills. Like it's not no. always a straight line, right? No. <laughs> so it's like hills and valleys and mountains and, and bridges and yes. closets and hiding spaces. <laughs> you know, it's all these things that right. that we got to get through throughout our journey of purpose. It doesn't mean that we're still not in purpose. No, it just no. means that there's a different season. Right. And so, you know, when you think about like, and and I want to talk about this because I think a lot of times people have a hard time with this. Like, you know, one of the things that you and I could say, and probably a lot of other people is that our journey through purpose has not been easy, right? Right, We've right. taken a lot of hits, whether, right. you know, we've taken a lot of blows. Yeah. Um, we have been down, we've yeah. been up, we've been down, down, yeah. up, up, up. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes you can feel like you on a high, like you can conquer the world. And then you exactly. get gut punch in your stomach and it's like, I, I can't even do this. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to us about getting through that. Like, how do you talk yourself through that to continue um, when you know what your purpose is? Um, I think for me is, is, is um, literally, um, I've, I feel like I've always been in fight or flight mode. And, you know, they say that about your brain, your brain is, you know, puts you in fight fight or flight mode. But I feel like if, if I paint a picture of me and how I've always been running away from my past to my present, I think about Tina Turner when she ran away, you know, from Ike, like on that movie, like she just started running. 
And so I, I think I always look at myself like I'm always running and I don't know where the next, next destination is going to be. But I think that when you get into disappointment, what I've learned to understand is that I, I don't get angry at God. Um, I'm always, I go, you go through those brief processes and then you just like, okay, so what, what, what did you want me to learn from out of this? And so, um, the funny thing is, is that, you know, God, I mean, once I got to a point of journeying through myself, I'm now married. And so now it's like, I'm on this journey with my husband and we've been on these, this journey for almost, you know, next week. In two weeks, it'll be eight years. And so a lot of things that I learned as an individual to keep me in fight or flight mode or to protect myself are things that I had to dismantle, you know, as a person in a marriage. And so, you know, when you learn stuff to protect yourself and to move forward, and then now you got to dismantle those things in order for you to become one in this merge. That's hard in and of itself. And I fought it for a long time. And fought it means that sometimes I felt like I was losing my identity, mm-hmm. you know, within this marriage. But I wasn't losing my identity. What I was losing was the fact that I am no longer an I and a low, no longer. I was losing the independence because now we are interdependent on one another. And so it was like I had to understand that, you know, I am, I am who I am, but we are who we are supposed to be because of me. And so I had to learn a new way of dealing with things. And so sometimes when you learn that way, you know, you can better cope with the the things that happen or the no's that happen more so than your spouse. And so when you realize that, okay, the other person take the hit more than you take the hit. And now you got to pull both of y'all out of this little place so that y'all can move forward. Like we can't just sit down at this little, okay, this hit. We can't, we can't fold at this. No, we can't like just give up right here. So then I've learned that, okay, you've dealt with this more than this person. So now you got to become their help so that y'all can get up and then y'all can move together. And so one of the things that I realized about myself is that, you know, in me being who I am, God put me with my husband for me to be able to show him how to fight through things when we get hit. So when you realize again, that it's not just about your life, it's about another person's life, but there was a time where I felt like, well, I let him do what he's doing and I do what I'm doing. But I realized that that didn't work because that's that kept us where we were both where we were. Yeah. Because you can't leave your partner down. Like if y'all partners, you can't leave them because if you leave them and you think you're going journey, it's just kind of like, no, you you gotta go back and get that man, you know, go go back and get that person. And so I think that over, you know, again. You know, you being able to use those tools to fight yourself out of, you know, these no's or fight yourself out of, you know, the uncomfortable circumstances is for you to be able to understand that it's light at the end of the tunnel. So if you at the middle of the tunnel, 
and there's light at the end of the tunnel, you're not going to get to that tunnel unless you get up and keep moving. Mm-hmm. And I, I um, heard something from my leadership class that I was just in. And they said, everybody has potential, but if you don't do anything with it, then it's just potential. It's just potential. And so I realized that I am just not that person that's just going to have the potential that I, I'm constantly finding out. Well, let me open this box up here. Well, let me open this box up here. Like I'm constantly the person that's eager to open up something to figure out if that's what God want me to pursue or if it's just something he want me to know. And so I think that that's what I have become, that mindset of, all right, God, do you want me to go over here? Because, well, let me see, you know, I don't know what you're saying or being still and just trying to, you know, develop a relationship where you hear and it's not you just wanting to go, you know, oh, I want this. I want that. Because if, if God gave me everything that or gave us everything that we wanted, it, you know, we will find ourselves over there like, I ain't really want this because this isn't, don't taste right. It, it doesn't feel right. You know, it doesn't serve me well. And so, you know, right now, and, and God always answers you mm-hmm. about that no, because I had, we had a no together, my husband and I, we had a no two years ago. It crushed us both, but him more. And mm-hmm. it's like now, it was like, I just, you know, just us going through this home buying process. I mean, home selling process. It was like, I was driving in my car and God was like, now you understand why that couldn't happen. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you like, oh my gosh, yes. And you appreciate the note. Yeah. So it's like your father knows everything that's around the corner. It's like a parent when you tell your child, no, they can't do something because you already know all of the circumstances that, you know, are surrounded around that. No, but they only know that they just want it. That's right. So God, you know, give us everything that we want. And, you know, we probably would just kill ourselves in excess because we would want a lot of stuff. But I appreciate you learn to appreciate the no when you get on the other side or when you get to the end of the tunnel, because he always has something much more greater than what you thought you wanted in the first place. So I think that me learning how to deal with the disappointments and the no's and, uh, you know, just losing people because you lose people along these processes too. You realize that God always, I just say to myself, God has something better. So I keep telling myself that until I really fully believe it. And that helps me to get out of the, you know, hole that I'm in or, you know, that helps me to get up if I sat down or I got knocked down from the nut or the blow. And it, it, it keeps, it, it brings me to mind. And I was looking up the version of it in James 1 and 12 that says, blessed, happy, spiritually prosperous and favored by God is the man who is steadfast under trial and perseveres mm. um, when tempted. For when he has passed the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life which the Lord has promised to those that love him. And I Mm -hmm. always say that endurance will always come with a reward, but we just have to have the ability to 
to endure. And so some mm -hmm. of the things that I pulled away from what you said is endurance has a lot to do with sacrifice. Yes. You know, it, it, it has a lot to do with you being willing to not run, but to, you know, to get through each stage that you need to get through. And while you're doing it, change you in the process because, yeah. you know, God uses those difficult times, like you said, those no's and, and mm -hmm. those closed doors, he uses those things sometimes to perfect our character. You know, because, yeah. you know, um, part of becoming is sometimes realizing that, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a level of independence and spoiledness, if that's yeah. the word, that yeah. many of us have because we're mm -hmm. so used to, if I want it, I'm going to get it. And yes. I can say for me personally, I, you know, I've never had something that I wanted and didn't get it. You understand right. what I'm saying? That just, that's just not, it's not good for me. I don't feel right. like if I say I want it, then I'm going to get it. If right. I don't, you know, if I don't, you know, it's like, I won't even say I want it if I know I'm not going to get it. But right. then you, you in position, you get to the place in your life where you have stops in front of you, you have red lights in front of you mm -hmm. and you looking at like, what, like, what, what, <laughs> like, what? why I got to wait? You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, exactly. What is this about, you know, exactly. you know, what is this about? Especially, right. and you mentioned for those that may be watching that's married, you know, that is a very tough situation because that stop sign comes in, you know, not only mm -hmm. that, there's a lot of, 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 of stuff. We all bring baggage to a yes. marriage and, both, you know, when on either side, that baggage, you know, stops you or prevents yes. you. There's a level of resentment that can raise up. And you looking at that person's side, I'd like, you know, what's, what's wrong with you? Cause <laughs> this, this ain't about my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't got stuck up in here with this foolishness. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, and so, but then God has to reel you in, you know, when you start talking about that sacrifice and, and like yes. you said, God removing the, the I and, and bringing the we in, mm -hmm. but it's also we meaning God as well, because yeah. I've learned now as I am becoming, you know, I ask God more for instruction. I ask him more for guidance. I find myself yeah. throughout the day saying, God, you know, what, what about this? What about right. that? Whereas 10 years ago, or maybe even five years ago, I don't know. I probably right. would just go on and do it. And, you know, just like, cause it's, I've already had my mind set on it. So yeah. I'm just going to do it, you know? So I think that, you know, these are all things that we, um, you know, that we think about. And then that fighting part is so real because we have to learn how to fight spiritually now. Yeah. You know, all the yeah. other times we fought naturally and we yeah. pulled ourselves out of, you know, difficult times naturally, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. we just put our bootstraps on and suffer through it. But there's right. a way, um, you know, to wait and, and to, um, get through trials according, you know, and that is through the word of God. And so, right. you know, I'm just excited about all of these things. And I think that it's good for us to have 
this very real conversation because it's not easy. It's not easy to do Mm -mm. well, to be successful. No. You know, I just keep thinking that sometimes you take a lot of losses, whether it's emotionally, you know, even if it's just emotionally and mentally, but whatever we lose emotionally and mentally will gain spiritually. And that's the part you know, through growth and development, that's good. Do you have, before we go, is there anything else that you would like to say about this? Um, um, I mean, I think that, you know, I think that we said a lot. Uh, the only thing that I can think of is that, you know, like even for myself, you know, like you said, because I talk to a lot of people that are married and, you know, it is about endurance, you know, but I think every relationship has endurance. And I think two people has to sh- have to show up for, you know, the endurance of that relationship because it's a threefold core, but God is always there. God don't move. He don't, he don't move away from that thing. It's just the two people that always have to constantly connect to him to be able to bind it, you know, continue to bind it together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I think about that, I just think about, you know, like the endurance is sometimes always having the mindset to say, well, you know, well, well, when you was in this situation, you learned something different from somebody else. So it's like now we're both in a position to be able to teach, teach each other what we have not learned from one another, because, you know, we both have the ability to teach one another something. And so I think that when I do get to that point where I feel like, you know, I start looking side, I like, it's because this one, because of you, you know, I think about, well, what was, well, when, well, when was the last one or what was the one about me where it was like, I held us back. So I think that you get into the thing where like, it's like, you know, first Corinthians, I mean, um, the Corinthians says, um, you know, love keeps no record. And I think that you have to process through not keeping a record. And so, um, you know, in this stage of my life, I'm just learning how to um, embrace and elevate within the confines of marriage. And um, with, you know, me learning how to, you know, just being able to, for example, like my husband has never purchased a home before, but in the process of process of me selling our home because it still was our home um you know I walked him through the process of what I had to go through in the beginning so now he understands the process when we go through the process together and so it's like you're constantly learning and teaching one another you know about life that you know, you may have experienced or they have experienced, but now you're on the receiving end of learning so that we can both grow together. And I think that in becoming, it's all about, you know, like you said, moving to the next level. But when you move to the next level, you have to be able to understand and have the wisdom of knowing some things that you had or you kept as tools to yourself that they are no longer valid for where you are now and you have to get new tools which you know makes me think about Moses it's like you know when you know God gave him instructions and he wanted to repeat and do the same thing he did before and it's like that's not what I told you and so 
that's why you have to always be in tune with God to understand like what direction you want us to go in and that we both are, you know, uh, praying and, and understanding and hearing from God. And it's just not what we want in this process. And when you get to that process of understanding, you understand that other people are, you know, God is moving your life forward because of um, you being a beacon of light for other people is not just for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an unselfish way of thinking. And that's what marriage is about. That's what becoming is about. That's what life is about. Knowing that like you, you're doing, you wrote your book, you wrote those books and what you're doing now and helping people to understand their purpose is like, it's unselfish. You're spending time on these things to help people to get to a point where we all have something to do in this earth. And the the sooner we understand it and we start moving in it, the more this world will be better. And I thought- so, and, and I, I definitely like how even in this um, episode, you've really walked people through the stages of life and what that means in becoming, because not only is it as you growing up in your childhood, but then you have, you know, but then you talked about marriage, you talked about what that's like in terms of becoming, being a mother, what's that like in becoming, and then really um, yourself, building yourself throughout all of those things. And I believe that this is not just specific to women, but also to men too, because like we talked about throughout our purpose, there are different stages of life and what, and what, each stage, there are, you know, lessons to learn. There are yeah. sacrifices that has to be made. There are, are changes that has to take place. And, and you do all those things through God. It helps you to be better and to appreciate, yeah. you know, your life more. Well, Kingdom family, I pray that you were blessed by the wisdom that Danielle dropped on us today. She shared her powerful story of becoming and the importance of understanding that your beginning does not determine your end. She talked about the power of knowing your why and understanding that your why may change based on stages of life. Danielle talked about her why becoming clearer as she developed a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. With great transparency, Danielle walked us through her stages of development and how it was all connected to her process in becoming. She talked about the importance of enduring difficult times and how God will always have a greater purpose for his children. Danielle gave us so many powerful nuggets that I believe will change your life if applied. My prayer is that this month our speakers have inspired you to transform the way you think and feel about you and who God is in you. Kingdom family, as always, this is Ebony Vaughn and I say rise and shine.